Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this edition of the show, we will be having a very belated uh, discussion about Torchwood Episode 1. Um, very much belated because we were just well, waylaid with real life, really, weren't we, Paul? Mm. Yes, we yeah. sent out the, we're sorry you missed your transmission cards. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the past few days you've been looking at that picture of that little girl um, with the black balls and the clown. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare fuel. I wonder what he's going to say then. Nightmare fuel, is all I could say. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we we put yes. out, yeah we just put out uh, in a video of a Potter's wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah. So we we were actually sort of two minds whether to um, actually go ahead with this sooner or leave it till next week to do a, a double episode of uh, sort of review episodes one and two. But I think we would have been um, so far behind all the other podcasts, it would have been pretty much redundant, really, by then, wouldn't it? And I think we was going to be like even with. <laughs> That as well, yeah, exactly, yeah, Um, Um, because there are sort of other other things happening this weekend, which we will tell you about at the end of the show. There are other other podcasts available if you're not happy. Indeed, there is, there is that as well. Um, You can also just, yeah, not bother with us. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, if you want to get your your Torchwood reviews and news in, don't bother listening to us. We we are going to be sort of quite behind because we're not. we're not downloading any episodes off the internet. We're waiting until the day of transmission to watch it, and then the review will follow after that. So we're we'll... just trying to spin a lie that we've actually got lives. Yes. Have <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, honest. honest. <laughs> yeah. There is more to life than Doctor Who and Torchwood, honestly. Mm. Mm. So anyway, Although not now the Sarah Jane adventures have been stopped. <laughs> Oh, well, no, there's still. Oh, they are, well, there are apparently well, the, yeah. the the, the uh, what was in the can. Yes, as, they're still gonna. Yeah, they're gonna show. Gonna but show. whenever the hell that is, we've got no idea. So, yeah. but anyway, um, let's crack on, and we'll start off with a um, a couple of items of news. Now, you you've been sort of out of the loop pretty much um, for the last few days, haven't you, Paul? Yes, I've just I, I've had what I can glean off of an iPhone as far as news is concerned. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, well, the first item is, um, I don't know if you read this, Paul, Doctor Who arrives on Facebook. Right. Now, it's not that you somebody... Oh, is this the, uh, you can buy old episodes? That's it. Well, you can actually rent them. It's, it's a 48-hour um, rental system using Facebook's credit system. Now, I must admit, I don't know much about this, having never used Facebook's credit system before. Um... Oh, let me explain this. Oh, yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, as, as the least technological of the two. <laughs> yes, you, you, you are. I get time to explain. Oh, well, there you are. There is someone at the cutting edge of technology. Technology. <laughs> yeah, well, they've picked some um, a couple of sort of classic um, episodes. Um, I say actually three classic episodes. Um, one is sort of Tomb of the Cybermen, which is a Patrick Troughton story. Then you've got the Time Warrior. Yeah. Um, they also think of putting on there uh, the City of Death. Right. And Earthshock. Again, yeah. that's, that's a classic as well. I, I, I sort of They're digress. being selective, aren't they? There? Yeah, they are. Um, but then they also include in Attack of the Cybermen. Right. Right. Yes. And now I'm saving the best one till last, actually. Yeah. They're also featuring um, a Ninth Doctor story, The End of the World. Again, not one of the better Ninth, uh, ninth Doctor stories. And the Tenth Doctor's uh, first meeting with River Song. Uh, so they're giving the, in its entirety, Science in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Right. But the other one that I haven't mentioned yet, um, and which is a pretty, I don't know if I can say it's a Facebook exclusive, um, is The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Which, right. as yes. at, at the time of this, sort of went to. Um, sort of went Do you to, get the option to, to like and dislike that? Well, <laughs> well the thing is, it's not yet been released on DVD. Right, which is a bit. That's why I find it a bit weird that he's been sort of elected to to appear on Facebook first. Um, but it just seems a bit of a, I know a, a daft story to. I know, I know there aren't many stories in Sylvester McCoy's the era. It's been uh, withdrawn as such as a single CD now, hasn't it? Because it's going to be one of the revisitations. I believe so. Yes. Um, so I haven't actually bought that one yet. I'm still sort of working my way through my uh, my Patrick Troughton. 
well, what's what there is to buy of yes. it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you're just waiting till they release them all, aren't you? Oh, I am really. Yeah, <laughs> want to see them all in order. <laughs> As soon as you've overthrown yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and called in Ian Levine to help us out. <laughs> um, yes, so anyway, that that's just... I mean, there's, there hasn't really been a lot of news um, over the last... Uh, especially Doctor Who-wise, anyway. Um, right. The only other thing sort of Who-related, um, I don't know if you have heard about this, there's a... A thing going on up in the Manchester International Festival this month, and there's uh, an Im- what they call an immersive theatre experience. Oh, it's in Salford, isn't it? Yes, the Crash of the Elysium. Um, now, at the weekend, the sort of the clientele had a bit of a bit of a surprise when Matt Smith actually appeared as the Doctor um, in character during. The the actual show itself. Um, I was going to say, when they came out and their cars weren't on fire. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll be having... Any, any man's man, lost any... us the Manchester vote. Exactly. <laughs> we thought that was a safe seat as well, didn't we? <laughs> no, it was um, apparently because all the, the Matt Smith appears in video segments right. during the show. Um, but when the final video... Um, of the Doctor was meant to be uh, right at the very end. Um, they actually got Matt Smith in person to address uh, the audience. Um, so apparently, the audience is sort of like six to twelve-year-olds. So that must have been absolutely marvellous for them, actually, to see the Doctor at the end. Um, so and if you'd known in advance, six to twelve-year-olds and the odd forty-year-old. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> now, I think the other bit of news is well. I think they finally wrapped up um, filming. On this series of Doctor Who, right. Um, also, another little uh, teaser trailer went out, I believe, today actually um, for series six point two. Um, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't actually looked at it myself um, again because of in case there is any spoilers there. If I happen to catch it on the television, fair enough. Um, but apparently, it only lasts about ten seconds, so there's, there's not really right. much to much to see there um but obviously the other sort of big news since well i say big forum news i would say because it's sort of got everyone sort of having a getting a bit of a flap again um which we, we were sort of discussing before we started recording weren't we um about torchwood episode three yes which obviously won't be airing until next week um in the uk um but it's and will be reviewed sometime in november, november yes <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the big thing I'm here at the moment, it has been edited um, for a John Barrowman man-on-man sex scene, uh, which apparently that stars are getting... Your request for a longer one has been accepted, has it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, stars are getting it in its entirety, and the BBC and Morris come, sort of turned out and said that, well, it's OK for a cable channel, and maybe on BBC Two and BBC Three to show that sort of thing, but on BBC One Prime Time, um, they can't allow it. Um, no. Which again sort of makes a bit of a mockery of the watershed. Yeah, and I'm not totally sure that what else hasn't gone on on a BBC on, on after nine o'clock on BBC One. Well, um, I, I'll, I'll actually use an example in a minute because if we if we come back to um, actually. Briefly dip into into um, episode one before we get to doing the review. Um, mm. The whole bit with the the charred corpse or what you want to call it on the in in the mortuary. Yeah. Now, apparently, in the US version, you see the surgeon or doctor, what you want to call him, sort of hacking his way through all the all the tendons and stuff until the head is completely detached. In the UK, they cut away from it. It was only like a brief couple of seconds cut. It wasn't a massive cut. Um, you basically cut away after the first couple of cuts and then it just came back to the head being detached. Um, but in the States, that was completely... You know, it, the, the whole thing was shown in its entirety. Yeah. Um, now, if, I, if you go back... Now, if you watched um, Luther? No. You didn't. Right, OK. Well, it's actually quite... Um, 
a graphic, quite a grim sort of program. Um, and the last sort of story evolved around these two twin brothers who were murdering people based on the roll of a dice. They're basically like gamers. Right. And they're rolling dice and getting points for how they killed someone and, and the manner in which, you know, and what weapon they used and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And there was one scene where he walked through an office hitting people over the head with a, with a claw hammer and it was right. really, really graphic. There was no cutting away from it. Um, it was the sound effects were... I mean, and this was shown after 9pm, which is the British tele- television watershed. Yeah. Um, now, admittedly, it wasn't a sex scene. Um, but again, they didn't shy away from the violence. No. But they have with Torchwood. Which I can't really... It's, it, to me, it's a little bit double standards. I don't know if it's because they're just um, scared that kids are going to be, still be watching this because Captain Jack's in Doctor Who and the parents are going to allow them to stay up and watch it. Well, to be honest, that's the parents' fault, really, isn't it? To well, exactly, yeah. There's enough warnings made. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows Torchwood is for... You know, it, it's full of adult content. Yeah. Um, and apparently what, what, what's been cut out of this sex scene is John Barrowman's buttocks. <laughs> right. Now, I don't know if, they're in, if they are in mid-thrust or something. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. I don't, I don't really want to think about it, to be or, honest. Or they're quivering or something. I have no, uh, sort of absolutely no idea about it. But it has sort of got... Um, <laughs> I mean, but there of, is an audience for it. There is an audience for it. Well, obviously there must be, because there's a lot of um, outrage on sort of some of the forums... Um, about why it's been Probably cut. Probably a phrase there as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Outrage. Um, yeah, so I I don't know. It's I don't know if it's the fact that they, the BBC can't... If it is homophobia on the BBC's part, but by all accounts, they have also censored a heterosexual sex scene. So, don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they're just... The BBC still aren't comfortable showing graphic sex scenes. Obviously they're not. No, not on BBC One. Not anyway. BBC One, no. As I said, like BBC Two and BBC Three, they, they could you know, get away with it. Or not, not say not get away with it, they could get away with it BBC One, but I think they just feel a little bit more squeamish Yeah. about going, going out on the uh, the main channel. Um, and plus, I, suppose, I suppose they don't want to lose any ratings for the... For well, the no, that's right. Um but I think the other thing as well, because at the moment, um, John Barrowman's got another series just started on BBC One Saturday Nights, which is that um, Tonight's the Night thing, yeah. which, is, which is like a, a 21st century jewel fix it. Um, and if, if they're trying to promote... They cut the graphic sex scenes out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Could have anything coming out of his chair, couldn't he? That's it. Once he's made a... A, a sick kiddie's dream come true. <laughs> but, I don't know, letting them fly upside down in a tiger moth, wherever it is. <laughs> and then, and sort of like to, to, to break up the, his, his uh, dream, dream making sort of sections, he has a graphic sex scene. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd get the punters in, wouldn't it? Yeah, so maybe if they're trying to sell John Barrowman as Mr. Saturday Night, I think the last thing the BBC want is his, is his buttocks on display. <laughs> so, um, who knows? But I, I do think it, the, the BBC have bottled it somewhat. Yeah. They're actually, um, as you know, because we, we, we discussed this before, we sort of had a, a bit of a feeling that's what they would be editing. I had a bit to, of feeling about John <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so who knows? Who knows with that? Who knows what's gonna what? What else has been cut and uh, yeah, and whatever. I mean, so, it's, it's, as long as it, there isn't anything that at all affects the story, then yeah, that's it. I suppose you've that's just got to. Well, I think um, the day the day after it aired, the unofficial audience figures for episode one uh, was um, four point eight million viewers, which for a uh, a Thursday night sci-fi program. That's I wouldn't say that's too bad. No, actually, and um, obviously that's not taken into account. Um, 
sort of eye player and 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 sort of you know delayed watchings of other other methods like you know, people Sky Plus in it or or whatever the the Virgin uh, media version is. Well, TiVo yeah. they use now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going that way. Going that way, aren't they? Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's a pretty good showing, mm. to be honest. So, I lose track uh, of what's good ratings nowadays. Well, yeah, that's it. I think the, the days of shows getting 18 million viewers have uh, long since gone, haven't they? So, well, uh, only had three or four other shows against them, didn't they? So. That's it, yeah. Um, even though <laughs> I know we've got plenty of channels, but there's not a lot of choice. Bernie stretch of the imagination, not unless you like repeats of Ali Falls and Horses. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, as I say, it's a bit, bit of a bit of a, a quiet news week, even though we are late. In wasn't, wasn't <laughs> in... there something in the news regarding um, BBC Worldwide announcing record profits? Ah, uh, yes, I think there might have been actually. Um... And one of the shows mentioned was Doctor Who is leading the way now because of yes. The... Um... Let me just find what I in my uh, notes here. Yes, it sort of sort of rubbishes the idea that the BBC is slowly trying. When it was talked about why what would be shown next year, and because of and it was all going on about cost. Yeah, it seems to defeat that argument, doesn't it? If the BBC is actually making well, that's it. It's money it's, on it. Well, it's one of their main money spinners abroad. Well, reading what it says here. Um, the Doctor Who franchise saw its revenue increase by 49%, which is a, an incredible increase by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, so Series 5, it says it was one of the top-selling series for BBC Worldwide, um, and the others being, um, being the first series of Sherlock and Top Gear and Human Planet. But in terms of revenue, the top three programmes um, were Top Gear, Doctor Who and Waking the Dead. Yeah. So, um, so it's all this thing about you know, people panicking about you know the BBC trying to you know as you said wind down Doctor Who. It's too expensive. It's a massive money spinner for them. Yeah. Um, and actually, say here it's actually classed as a one of the five power brands that the BBC worldwide has, which is reassuring in a way. Yes. So. Um, what, what? So I'd actually read a bit of news and thought I'd better mention it. Well, that's a, well good job we did actually, because I, I actually forgot to mention this bit, but the, the what they class as the power brands, it's Doctor Who, Top Gear, uh, Lonely Planet, um, BBC Earth, and Dancing with the Stars. Right. Um, so together their revenue reached 308.1 million. That's pounds. Yeah. Um, and reading the rest of the BBC report, it accounts for 27% of BBC Worldwide's total of £1.16 billion pounds again. So, um, yeah, if, if anyone's got any worries about how the BBC is treating Doctor Who, just read that um, read that report, because yeah. I, I think that will, that will um, allay any fears about Doctor Who being cancelled. And I can only see that increase in the nearer it gets to the 50th anniversary as well. And and at the moment, it seems to be on the up in America. So if that oh, continues... Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, there's a huge market there. Yeah. Um, especially with... Um, apparently, Torchwood is um, the Stars Channel. Um, second most um, successful show. So, obviously, Doctor Who and Doctor Who spin-offs... Uh, the, sort of their stock is rising mm. quite a bit in the USA at the moment. And the only worrying bit of news for Doctor Who was uh, Matt Smith being interviewed saying about he's been out doing auditioning in Hollywood. Yeah, that's it. And whatever, and he's starting to think, oh. Yeah, uh, the lure of Hollywood again. Yeah. You know, but, is uh, he going to be? Well, we, we know we're getting one more series out of him at least. Yeah. And I think probably the lure of the 50. 50th will yeah well he's I mean did you manage to sit through Alan Carr chatty man on uh, Friday evening uh, no I sort of fast forwarded <laughs> it <laughs> yeah well I unfortunately I'll, I... I'll leave you to fill in on the JLS stuff if you like oh god it, well it wasn't that so much what appeared to be an incredibly drunk David Hasselhoff on there as well um, and just getting could have been through... worse could have been a sober one <laughs> it could, yes um, and he's too 
um, daughters who, who have now launched themselves as pop stars. Right. Heaven forbid. Um, and also then you've got a part of Alan Carr's screechy voice as well. Um, but it was quite interesting what Matt Smith had to say once he eventually got on the sit with David Hasselhoff and JLS. Um, and then eventually got to Matt Smith. And yeah, as you say, he worried about that. But he also said about he, he thought it'd be great for all the um, doctors, all the surviving doctors, to come back um, for the 50th. Yeah. And he mentioned uh, David Tennant, uh, Christopher Eccleston, which I can't see he, no. he's going to do it anyway. No. Um, but he said Paul McGann and I Peter Davidson. They've cardboard cutout again, haven't they, like they did with Tom Baker? Well, that, that was the um, the Man Two Swords, wasn't it? Wax, yeah. yeah, Wax Dummy of Tom Baker after one of uh, Christopher Eccleston. But uh, yeah, I mean, so it looks like he's definitely he's definitely on ball for the fiftieth. Um, but obviously, um, no one knows what 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 shape that's going to take yet. No, whether it will be a, a multi Doctor extravaganza or not. But I'm sure I'm sure it'll be special anyway. Yes. Yes. Okay, um, unless you're going to surprise me with any more, or remind me of any more news items. No, I think I think that was it. That was just the other bit I saw that yes. was just actually interesting <laughs> from the point of view. Dear, oh dear. It's, it's me who prepares for the show. <laughs> I missed out a very important bit to allay fears of Doctor Who being cancelled. Oh dear. Anyway, um, and with that, that was the news. Okay, uh, let's continue uh, with the show and with our very much belated um, review of Torture of Miracle Day, episode one. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to approach that one, actually, but what, what did you... Do you want me to kick off, or do you want to... No, go on, yeah, you kick off. Kick off. Please. Okay, um, I thought it was um, fun. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I, um, it was going to be a bit of a tough, a tough opening episode because it was sort of brand new for US audiences, and you could tell it was very much directed at a US audience, yeah, or North American audience who weren't familiar with Torchwood. But there was enough um, to please existing fans. I actually as didn't well. Think- well, you didn't yeah. think so. No, no, I was going to say, I didn't think they laboured the introductions as I expected them to. I oh, thought right, we were yeah. going to have this long, long, drawn out. No, it was sort of. Bearded pretty... background of the. Lots of exposition and. Yeah, yeah. Of the characters. No, I thought they just sort of pretty much hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, and I must admit, it was sort of. God, blimey, probably about. Tw- I think it's about 20 minutes before you, you caught your first sight of John Barrowman. Yeah. Um. Which again, I thought was actually quite a good way to to do it because you 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 were seeing it basically through the Americans' eyes or the CIA's eyes, really, weren't yeah. you? Um, but I thought it was, um, yeah, it, it it just, I mean, the way it opens, you know, was quite grim, you know, with with a uh, an execution uh, yeah. that, that went wrong. Um, but I thought it was sort of quite. It, you, you were just into it. There was no sort of build up or. It was it was just Miracle Day, and, and that was it, wasn't it? It just it just started off like that. Yeah, the story you know, was the main thing, really. There just wasn't a lot of considering. You think all oh, ten episodes, it's going to be the first one is just going to be introducing, painfully slowly introducing all the characters. Yeah, and it just wasn't, was it? No, it, it, you just sort of yeah hit this person's this person, and that's that, you know. Yeah, and there you might of... find out more about him later, but. Yeah. At the moment, you're, you you know his name and what he's what he's doing really, and that's it. That's it. Um, and it was the same with um, Gwen and Reese as well, because they you they were just in Wales. You they got a little bit of a backstory there, um, but it's all you needed to know. But even, if you hadn't even, seen... well, even if you hadn't seen it, you didn't really need to know any any more. They well, they said that Torchwood is over and done with, and you can you can tell from Reese's reactions about Torchwood. Yeah, that they were no longer part of it. It, it. it had been shut down. Forget it. That part of our life is over. Yeah, and that's all you really needed to to know at that point. Um, I mean, there were references to the four, five, six. 
yeah. uh, from Children of Earth, which I thought was a, a good little nod. Because it was... Um, in various points, wasn't there? There was, yeah, because it was sort of like there was a lot of sort of emergency um, sort of rulings put into place, obviously, after the 456 invasion. Um, yeah, so there were quite a few mentions of that. I, I liked um, when Jack Hartness flashed his FBI ID. Yeah. It's Owen Harper. Harper. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was quite good. Um, yeah, but it, it just... It, it had good momentum. It just kept going, um, you know. There's there's obviously a hell of a lot of uh, plot threads there. Yeah, you well. just you just you know. wonder how they're going to get through. How do you sort of what story <laughs> was going to how quickly the paste it was going to be if it's over ten episodes? Well, I actually thought for for a. But As it you, did just sort of set off and it go. Did, didn't it did, yeah. I, I was going to say because for, for something that's ten episodes, where you've got plenty of time to, you know, sort of layer these sort of plots yeah. or in, interweave them, um, it just got it all out of the way. Yeah. Uh, well, for what we can tell at the moment, and maybe there's more to come. Who knows? Uh, there's more characters to come in. Um, but it just just seemed to just get on with it. There was no. Um, there was no sort of fat there at all. It, it was very, very sort of. It was a very lean opening script, and it just got yeah. on with the job. Yeah. Um, obviously, there, there were there were sort of the, the usual. Uh, it, it was it to, really it was a typical Russell T Davis script. It, it was very sort of like flash bang wallop, lots of explosions, chases. It was exciting. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. Um, yeah, it, it just got on with it. That's that's about. I think it's the best way I can sum it up. There was no, there was no faffing. <laughs> yeah. As as somebody who's who's watched the previous series, you wasn't didn't feel that you was just treading water, waiting for everyone to catch up. No, that's right. That's right. It's um. um I, I mean, I haven't seen Children of Earth for a long time now. Um, I'm just sort of trying to cast my mind back to the opening episode of that, but. Uh, whereas they, they only had sort of like five episodes to to play around with there, um, but I, it is a it is a different story, different kind of story to Children of Earth. And I, yeah. I think I've been listening to other um, other podcasts um, after episode one air because we're um, what, what we decided to do we're actually a week behind podcasts as well, um, as well as being a week behind with. Talk yeah. to episodes just so we don't get spoilt on anything. Um, but a lot of them were sort of, yeah, there was, they were sort of saying it's quite similar to Children of Earth, which I don't agree with, actually. Some of them said it's very, very similar, and it's just, you know, but I, I don't think so. I, I mean, that had so a lot less action in terms of. It did. I mean, that was more the around the. Government and what decisions are made behind closed doors, wasn't it? Then it, it was. Um, than this has been. I mean, we, we, there's been the only, the only intrigue in this one, as far as you've had, is is why all the Torchwood files were sent to. Yeah, at the precise moment that Miracle Day started. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the one person, that, you presume the CIA, is asked has got the taken all the copies of the files. Hmm. Yeah, so there's that mystery going on. Um, but that's that's the only really so far you've had that's says of high level corruption so far. That's it. If it is high level corruption, yeah, yeah. Um, but but in in comparison to what Children of Earth had, yeah, which was I mean, it, making I was, decisions about the public. That's it. I, in I relation think, to the, I think that the. Um, the thing it did well, it, it explained Torchwood very, very quickly. Yeah. It just said it was an old British um, secret organisation and that was it. And then you got Jack Hartness gave a little bit of uh, background to it. It was set up by Queen Victoria, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And that was it. That that was that was your explanation of Torchwood over and done with. Yeah. Which I thought was... Um, that's it. That's all you need is. You didn't need any more than that, really, because otherwise you've been laboured with so much backstory. I mean, they've been even very. Um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't think what the word I'm looking for here. Um, but they've ha- held back on. They've held back on uh, Jack's uh, backstory, really, haven't they? The fact is, the only re- if you hadn't known the his backstory on this, the only hmm. clues you've had are a that yes, there are pictures of him from the 1930s looking exactly the same, hmm. and that he's now he's worried that he actually isn't that he it, can actually be cut. Yes, he's mortal now. Yeah. Um, which. Again, it's also, it throws up an interesting thing because if I remember rightly to the the doctor's description of of Jack when they met up met up again in Utopia, um, was didn't he say something like he worry the he worries the doctor because he was a fixed point in time, yeah, or something. So um, does that now mean that he's no longer a fixed point in time, but the rest of the world is? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, there's a fault. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know, maybe that's... Um... Yeah, I don't know. It could be on completely the wrong track there. Um, I probably am, but... Um, yeah, it, it do, just... you, do, do you think they've had to decide on something to explain why he's looking a little older? Well, <laughs> he, he does look... He, and that's, that's the thing that I noticed when I first saw him. He does look considerably older. Um, since, and it's difficult. How do, you, how do you have a man that's supposed to not have changed since the 1920s has suddenly aged in three years? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, not only that, he turns into the face of Bobol accounts. Yeah. Yeah, it worked that one out. So, so you wonder whether now they can do this. Then if everyone says, oh, he's looking older for a man who doesn't ah, but he does. He, he does, does, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if... I, I mean, I, I could be completely wrong track there because you're then dipping into Doctor Who history there as well yeah um and whether that's a, just a little bit too much really because I, I don't think Russell C Davis will be dipping his toes into the waters of who I think he'll just be setting up Torchwood's own history yeah and, and leave it at that really which and it would be probably better for it actually you know we know it's um it's connected to to Doctor Who and probably the people who are watching it have got some idea because I think it's been promoted it's actually been promoted fairly sort of heavily hasn't it yeah so um, I would imagine that by now people have got you know who weren't familiar with Torture and where it came from have got a, you know a pretty good idea yeah so um, so that's it you know explanation's over and done with um, the whole the whole thing about um and actually, I thought the uh, what sort of now Sergeant Andy, not PC Andy, um, was was sort of talking about, you know, the fact that no one can die, but it's going to the population boom. That there's pretty soon no one's going to be able to, you know, we won't be able to feed themselves, and it's just going to be no one yeah. be able to live anywhere. It's going to be terrible. Um, which I thought for sort of what well, I think everyone sort of obviously thought began a sort of a flashbang. Um, sci-fi program was probably sort of pretty thoughtful actually well you feel that's probably where it's going to go that's how it's going to last the 10 mm. episodes isn't it is, is is what are the consequences of people not dying as much as finding out why they're not dying yeah that's it um yeah so you I mean, you had that you had also had sort of like gwen and um and reese sort of in in hiding um i did like the little scene when she was Sort of telling their was it Anwen, their look their baby daughter, um, yeah. telling her some while she was sort of feeding her, telling her the some stories about when she used to be with Torchwood, like a fairy tale. Yeah, I thought that was quite uh, quite nice. Um, and just a bit about putting the little earmuffs on. on yeah, the, I thought that was a, that was a, she fires the gun was just. Oh, that was a great little touch. That really was. <laughs> you can imagine they they sort of done the idea had come up for the scene, as in. Oh yeah, and then she's got the baby in one hand and the gun in the other, and someone has turned around and said, "Oh no, you'll have people writing in saying." Well, actually, people... poor baby's ears. So like, oh, quick no. rewrite has got earmuffs. <laughs> well, when I, when I when I watched the the um, watched it a second time and saw that scene again, um, I'm pretty sure that the muzzle flash of the gun was um, CGI. Right. It, there was a couple of yeah. a, it, it didn't look quite oh, yeah, right. I mean, but, um, but you still would have had people writing in. Oh, saying, God, yeah. Um, 
that's typical points of view. Mm. Sort of one. Somebody, please think of the children. Um, yeah, it's. I think some people actually did think that she was firing a gun whilst holding a baby, in 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 the uh, in her other. I have to say, arm, but... not acted at all, but the baby's expression was brilliant as well. It was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it is acted. I mean, perhaps I'm taking taking the taking away this Oscar winner in the making. I don't know. You you saying it's like the baby in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's a cigar chomping Brooklyn sort of thug. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, he's got this image now. This baby sort of why yeah yada. Yeah, wise guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that was I thought that that was really um, really good. Apart from the fact the baby didn't have its earmuffs on when that uh, RPG was fired through the window, <laughs> but there you go. His ears must oh, have been, go, yeah. yeah, his ears must be ringing from that one, obviously. But uh, yeah, and obviously the um, the chase across the beach at the end, um, you, you can sort of tell Russell T Davies has been itching to do this with Torchwood. And he's he got just, a bigger budget. Bigger budget, and by golly, he's going to do it. You know, he's he's going to make sure it shows on the screen. And it did look... Um, I, I, it's, it's difficult to describe it. It did look American. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt, it felt very, very British. Yeah. I mean, it did. It, it did feel like a British show being made for America rather than an Americanisation Americanization of a British show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I think he's still got his roots sort of firmly planted in in Britain or Wales. If you, yeah. if you want to sort of be pedantic, um, and it's still actually got the humour. Yes, it has. They've had. Yeah, um, which I know this was written by Russell T Davies. So whether the ones that well this happens will follow. Yeah, well, this is interesting or not. Thing. It's going to be the thing. Yeah, because he's only written the first and the tenth episodes. Yeah. Um, obviously, so we'll see if it makes a different pacing or different. yeah. Um, but he has got some good writers on board anyway. Yeah, um, who were sort of established in that sort of sci-fi genre or the fantasy genre as well. So, um, so yeah, it, I, I, and obviously he's sort of the executive producer. Yeah, on it. So he's he's hands on you know at the tiller. So I think it it will be. I don't think we'll, we should be disappointed. I think we'll. What we expect from Russell T, a show run by Russell T Davis, I think that's exactly what we're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be any uh, any disappointment of that. It depends which way you look at it, really. But I don't think yeah. anyone's going to be sort of disappointed on that front. Um, I'm not going to say it, it was. Well, actually, saying that he's not the sort of man that completely lets control go either, is he? So no, he's... even the ones he's not written, you can imagine he's. Yeah. going back to them when he's got the complete script, saying, well, you know, I think... Yeah, because he does like to tinker with the dialogue, um, yeah. and he was famous for it when he was sort of doing Doctor Who. He would he would rewrite quite a few of the scripts. Yeah. Um, but he would keep the original um, writer's name on on, on, uh, yeah. on the titles. when, it, when it, came, it would be attributed to that writer, but you'd probably find that a large majority of that have been rewritten by Russell T. Davis. So it would be interesting to find out afterwards how much of it he actually rewrote in future episodes. Yeah. If, if it ever does come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was sort of... It was sort no, of quite some um, sort of... Obviously, in one place, um, it was quite gory as well, which we, we briefly talked about in the, um, in the news section, which was the... Um, the still, twi- <laughs> as you said, the still twitching corpse in, in the uh, in the mortuary. Yeah, which was quite um, quite well done. I thought actually, it was it was graphic, but it wasn't over, over too OTT. I know you're not a big fan of that sort of kind yeah. of gory. There wasn't such a lot of blood, was there? It was almost the aftermath of. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, the, the uh, and like looking at a. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I yeah I've, I've seen programs actually that have had autopsies that have been more more graphic than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or predict, yeah, predicted autopsies. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd sort of thought that um, for someone who had that amount of explosives strapped to him, there wouldn't have been a hell of a lot it left. Have been of blown it. apart as opposed to just flattened. 
Yeah. Um, it did look like he was sort of run over by a steamroller, then set on fire. Yeah. To be honest. Um, but okay, Pertic license. Um, but I would have thought, though, as the bombs or the, the, the C4 was um, strapped to his chest, there would be nothing left of his upper body. Yeah. Um, but again, hey ho. Um, that's, uh, as, as I said. I half expected people t- to start climbing out of a helicopter. Well, that's exactly, yeah. Um, that that seems to have just been overlooked, unless they're going to yeah. come back to that next week. Who, who yeah. knows? You know, sort of uh, zombie mercenaries after them again. But, I uh, think I te- the most Americanized bit about it, actually, I think I texted you, was in the credits, the opening credits. You get special guest star. Yeah, because you said, what is this, a Quinn Martin production? Oh, production. <laughs> I haven't seen that since the days of the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and what was interesting was Brian Guest wasn't a special guest star. He's got to be disappointed there. He's got to be, isn't he? That would have been great. Brian Guest, the special guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was just saying, it, it was, that was quite good. And I also like sort of Jack's attitude to sort of, well, what would happen if he cut his head off? Yeah. Would he, would he live then? It was sort of very much a... Um, a gung-ho attitude to someone yeah. who's technically still alive. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It's just almost like the thing, this is what they've tried with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and let's see if it works with him. Yeah, there, were, there was echoes of, uh, again, Children of Earth Yeah. Um, in that. Um, but I, I'm not going to say it, it, was, it wasn't without its, um, without its problems. Um, again, they just can't... Since... They sort of created Torchwood. I'm going back right to the first series of Torchwood. They just couldn't seem to capture the essence of Captain Jack. Because you, no. if, you, if you compare the Captain Jack in Torchwood to the Captain Jack you saw in Chris Freckleston's um, series of Doctor Who, yeah, it's a completely different character. Now, they're not supposed to be over the passage of time, but when he comes back into Doctor Who... He's back to the old Jack again. Yeah. And it just seems they just can't seem to sort of get his character quite right for me it's, anyway. It's, yeah, in, in, in the Torchwood, he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, isn't he? I suppose you could say that when he, when he goes back into Doctor Who, suddenly he feels all that lifted. He could do, yeah. He's, I mean, now, he's now not the person who's expected to save the world, and yeah, suddenly I'm... the relief from that actually... Yeah, Let's I could be, relax. Yeah, I mean, I could be reading sort of into this totally, you know, incorrectly, but it, it just seems to me that they just don't seem to get his character quite right in Torchwood. Um, they just sort of hint at it now and again. Yeah. Um, but then there was the. Now everyone's been raving about um, Bill Pullman, who's the um, Oswald Dane's character. Yeah. Everyone's saying he was in it very, very briefly um, in episode one. But everyone was saying how magnificent and the sort of what I said, you know, the gravitas he brings to the role. If you want to be sort of snobby about yeah. it, um, I actually thought he was quite hammy. If I'm totally honest, I don't know what you thought. Uh, it was like a sub Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Now I, I think I, I'm. Completely. I know what you're saying. It is difficult. I suspect it is difficult. That scene is pretty much written one way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, it. I, I don't know because I, I seem to be at a complete odds with the the rest of the reviews I've I've sort of read and, and listened to because I, I couldn't agree with it at all. I thought he was um, sort of very very. It was just like a big side of bacon, really. It was it was just sort of extremely. Sort of hammy, sort of like a very theatrical version of what a child killer would would be. Um, yeah. And the bit when he was let out of prison, he was in the car and he had sort of like the um, the angry masses shouting and banging on the car, and he was sort of sneering um, at the people outside. And again, I, I just thought, well, you, you, I don't know if you've ever seen a film called Anaconda. No, it's a really, it's like a B movie. Um, about a giant anaconda, clues in the title, really, isn't it? Um, 
but John John Voigt's in in that, and he was um, roundly criticised for his sort of over the top performance, and he, he he was sort of trying to be sort of like he was his character was sort of pretty sort of sleazy and whatever, and yeah. there was one scene that we just sort of sneers um, at the camera, and that that's what Bill Palmer reminded me. He reminded me of John Voigt sneering in Anaconda. Right. And it, and it just yeah I, I know it wouldn't mean much to you. it might mean something to, to, you know, to somebody who's seen somebody, Anaconda. somebody who's seen Anaconda, um, but yeah it, it just sort of I thought I must have watched a, a different performance there because to me it didn't really it it wasn't as great as everyone was saying it was. I mean you you understand I suppose well I mean you sometimes wonder actually with some of these reviews whether they've seen more episodes than they're actually than they're letting on reviewing. Yeah. Yeah, and it may be well that his performance <clears throat> develops, and it's that that's clouded there. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 so far, I mean, because he has had not a lot to do, really. I mean, no. it's those three scenes, isn't it? The one of being Executed. attempted to be killed, yeah, which he did, wasn't really any other thing than thrashing around for a bit, mm. <laughs> getting back to <laughs> John Barryman's man love. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be class as great act. I don't know. Um, the bit in the with the governor's representative when he's talking about suing, mm. and then in the car, isn't it? And that's, that's really it. all we yeah. had. Um, and really, only one of those scenes. And only one of those is a dialogue. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but we've got the the sneering scene, as I like yes. to call it now. Um, but the one thing at the moment, and I'm pretty sure this is deliberate, but I can't stand the Rex Matheson character. Uh, now I think you're. I think at the moment you're meant to dislike him. Yeah. And if that's the case, it's well written and well acted. Because <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, re- I really can't stand. It's that. Um, well, I mean, your introduction to him wasn't that says he's. This is not the nicest person. No. Oh, the person whose job I want's wife's got leukemia, so he's on his way out. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got promotion. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. He it, it was. I think he's meant to be an unlikable, yeah. sort of character. Um, but although but, has the, has the best lines about the bridge and having to pay. <laughs> well, actually, that I, again, that didn't sit quite right with me, to be honest. Because America's got loads of bloody toll roads. Yeah. So why would he be complaining about having to go use a, a toll bridge? I, I I didn't understand the you know the constant. Even when it's sort of the, the the references to it, like even when he's he's broke three of his bonds. No, I think I think that's actually a rich person's attitude to going to Wales. Yeah, and it's just transplanted into American character. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. That it, English character going to Wales. It would have been, and they're actually making me pay to go here. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it just didn't seem to. The, the, the that, that was more the, the thing, actually, the fact that it was him rather than yeah. Um, that, that that did come across as actually that that could have been written for an English character. It just so happens that the foreigner had to be American. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It just did sort of. I, I just didn't in, enjoy that particular bit. I don't know why. I just I just didn't. I just thought, you know. The, the, this constant reference to having to pay for a bridge. I thought, well, you pay for most of your roads out there, so you know what's the what's the big deal here? Um, but yeah, it's say it's, it's early days. As a, as an opening episode goes, um, I I, 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 I really enjoyed it. The thing that that gets me so far, right, is, and I'm sure this will all be explained at some point, but at the moment, <laughs> yeah. Two things that get me. Mm-hmm. One is, well, I mean, I suppose it will be explained is who's trying to actually eliminate Torchwood yeah. and her. And so why they had to go into hiding once after the 456 had been... Surely that was the British government was trying to eradicate their mistakes. Once they'd failed to do that, then surely there was no point in continuing with the... Well, that's what I was thinking, because I was actually thinking it was still the British government after the the remaining members of Torchwood. Yeah. But then you get the scene at the end where the police bow down to the man from America. Yeah. 
And why would the British government be allowing two, the only two remaining members of its most secret organisation be... Extradited. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be, well, we'll kill them before you can have them. You know, we, we don't want them, but we don't want you to have them. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, maybe that'll be explained. So I can understand perhaps if then the British government had then tried to start killing them once the Americans had tried to extradite them. Yeah. But not before and then allowing, as it seems to be the case, that they allow them to, get, to be extradited. Yeah. I, now you mention it, it doesn't make one have a lot of sense, does it? No. Oh dear! Actually, the other thing um, I, I, I hated as well—I I say hated it—it it, it sort of it really niggles me, and it's a typical. Do you know, we always start these reviews with like, "I really like that," and end up with the other thing I don't like, <laughs> and I wish they'd never made it. Yes, when oh when? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's the bit that the the Saint Russell T Davis always does. Um, it's this thing of hacking into systems on a laptop and because you had Rex watching the um the, well, the ring main weren't it the, the ring main yeah I mean he, he was into it immediately he got into the camera he needed to be onto immediately yeah, yeah a huge hotel a huge hotel a huge hospital <laughs> I know, I know their healthcare is better than ours. <laughs> but... This is probably costs more than the hotel I stayed in while I was away. Actually, actually <laughs> there was a good representation of that because when um, Gwen went to visit her dad um, in hospital, and you had all the um, the overflow from the um, intensive care yeah. know, out in the corridors. Um, no, that's pretty much how it usually is. Actually. <laughs> You know that that's there's no um, there's no fantasy there. Um, no, no this, yeah, this, 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 that was like that before everyone stopped dying. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're out in the bloody car parks now, aren't they? <laughs> Without even a tent over them, <laughs> being sent home. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're dead, but go home and go home. Tourism. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, that's the other thing. Also, actually, um, I was sort of tweeting. Um, during watching it last Thursday, and all I could, when Gwen went and saw her dad, I just thought, oh, well, bloody hell, you know, um, Gwen's dad is the vicar out of Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking they must be run out of Welsh actors, and they just keep recycling through, through different, through like any Welsh programme. <laughs> Expecting Rob Brydon to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it, that, but again, it was just this thing about this, this, this whole thing about you've got a laptop where you can hack into anything. I know he's meant to be the CIA and they probably can hack into anything, yeah. but um, um, field agents don't, to my understanding, don't actually do that. They have well, like, like, tech the divisions to do that for him. Allowed him to have his phone and his laptop, and it wouldn't make a difference. If he, exactly, it wouldn't make a difference if he was the CIA, uh, CIA yeah. or not. You know, it's um, you know that he just wouldn't be allowed. But uh, yeah, it was it, it, that. Sort of thing just annoys me because it's it's damn near impossible, and also the fact that you know you managed to have the right software on that laptop with Ring Main written on it for him to be able to get to the the hospital security system. Yeah, I, I don't know that that was a bit a bit weak for my liking. To <laughs> you're you're just now sounding bitter that you can't make your your Apple Mac run free microphones. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one 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 day I will I will, I will gain that power. Any of you have to watch any security camera you like. Indeed, with three microphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, damn! We we'll have to settle with two. Never mind. <laughs> I won't settle for second best. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So um um, I'm, despite all my little niggly whinges about it and they are just really niggly little whinges um it, it was a, a pretty good fun episode it set everything up nicely um and hopefully now it will just get the story moving i mean the thing is i'm now looking forward to the second episode as much as i was looking forward to the first episode yeah so that says the first episode was a success. Yes, was, indeed. Yeah, because we we were sort of debating how far we were gonna go with these reviews, didn't we? Because yeah, 
Um, How quickly the season five reviews would be back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's that's the um, that's the thing, really, because I, I, was, I wasn't a particularly big fan of series one and two of Torchwood. Um, Children of Earth was fantastic, and I, I did have high hopes for Miracle Day. And yeah, on the basis of watching the first episodes, um, there's nothing to worry about. I mean, the actual the fact is then, after Children of Earth being so good, you did almost think, well, you know, is it, do, you know, are they now going to go on and ruin the memory of that? that yeah. Um, by making something that's not even half as good. But yeah, I, 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 could, I, I, mean, I mean, certain um, other sort of um, podcasters said they would have been quite happy if Torchwood had ended on, on Children of Earth. Just ended it there because yeah. um, it, it was a a damn good story, and b it basically finished with Torchwood shutting up shop. Yeah. Um. So they didn't really have to carry it on. So if they're gonna, and which, which they have done, they've got to pull something pretty special out of the bag. Yeah. To make it worthwhile. They set the standard, hadn't they? And that's what they yeah. got aim to do. And I think everyone else also in pretty much in sort of an agreement they. Torchwood has gone so far down this road now; it's impossible to go back to the sort of individual um, standalone episodes. Yeah, like the Monster of the Week sort of thing. Um, I mean, they couldn't have done it after talk, uh, after um, Children of Earth anyway. No. So this was this. It's the only way it can go is to have sort of like yeah. a, you know a, a story arc. It's just run way through it. It's just now, really, the only question that remains is, has it got enough to do ten, e- ten episodes? Well, um, I'd like to think so, because there's there's a lot of writers involved in this. Yeah. Um, so I hope that there's a lot of sort of fresh ideas of, of, you know, what to do with the characters. They've also got new characters to play around with. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah, not... there's, there's main characters we haven't met yet, isn't there? Exactly. So, so you know, it's and it's a global story as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be very interesting. So as you say, I, I'm also very much looking forward to episode two. Mm. So uh, yes, so I think that I think that sort of sums up our uh, our review for episode one, um, which now leads us on to what what happens next on Who's He. Um, well, this weekend we we will be recording. Um, this month's audio commentary with Tony, so um, hopefully that should be out on Sunday. Say, so if you don't hear that before Monday, then that's gone horribly wrong. wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we're back on Sunday talking about Torchwood, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, but, well the, the plan is at the moment um, is to do the audio commentary this coming weekend, and then we'll be doing. Another midweek show uh, for Torchwood episode two. <laughs> lucky people! You, oh yes, <laughs> you lucky people! Um, but saying that, we we have had uh, one email. Have we've had? We've actually had some feedback. Yes, yes. Um, so th- thank you very much for sending that in. Um, it's um, it's now framed. Yes, it's now framed. In an understated, stripped-down way, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yes, just a bit of glass. You just you put a bit of blue tack to it to the wall, haven't you? <laughs> no, I just used a bit of old chewing gum I had. It would give me gob <laughs> yeah. at the time. <laughs> no, no. So any 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 feedback, um, whether it's whether it's um, complimentary or non-complimentary, is it's um, it is. It is welcomed along as the uh, it's it's all constructive. That's yeah, the main no, thing. No, no. We, we was very pleased with that bit of feedback, and we thought it was very very fair comment. And we yes, to get it. Yes, we were, we were. Thank you very much. So um, yeah, I, th- I think um, I think what what was said about us was pretty. <laughs> mm. yes. yes, no arguments from us. No arguments from us at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay then. Well, I think that's uh, pretty much up, uh, that for this particular episode. So, as I say, we'll, we'll be 
should be back on our normal um, Sunday. On normal channel. Normal channel on Sunday. Um, and then an extra show um, during the middle of next week. So, um, until the weekend, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. feedback about the Who's He podcast or about Doctor Who in general, please visit our website which is www.whos-he.co.uk or you can follow us on Twitter by searching username who's underscore he underscore podcast.